everybody and welcome to another episode of Nintendo World Report Connectivity. I am your host, Dan Koopman. And for some reason I'm here, together <laughs> with two other very <laughs> lovely people. First we off, we have Brian. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. I just caught a do-duo right now. Another <laughs> one. <laughs> He didn't even have to walk for it. Amazing. Well, it's all in the power of Pokemon Go. It's we also have Carmine. Senses. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> is my Google Play gift card here yet? Oh, no. <laughs> I go What's without up, Pokeballs. What is up, Carmine? Oh, um, I'm, I'm going to spend money in Pokemon Go. But, uh... <laughs> The, the the prepaid card has not arrived in the mail. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it an, another day. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> uh, we're going me. to talk... I will definitely... Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, tonight we're going to talk about some games. Well, when we're recording this, it's tonight. Um... We're going to talk about some Pokemon Go, and after that, some news stories very quickly. Um, let's start with Brian. Brian, what have you been playing besides Pokemon Go? Because we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, um, last week I was mostly playing um, Super Mario RPG. I also played a little bit of it this week. Um, it's one of my favorite games on the Super Nintendo, just because it's the game that got me into RPGs. And I don't want to talk about it too much because I think me and Neil are going to talk about it on a later episode of Connectivity or or we're going to do something with it. Um, I'm not sure what exactly, but um, right. it, it's, it's a fantastic game. I mean, it's not like for the hardcore RPG crowd, but it's a very simple, pleasant RPG that has great music, graphics. Um, story's a little bit simple, but uh, sometimes simple is better than um, than being all difficult and stuff or complicated. And, um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy Super Mario RPG, so I was very excited when it came out for the Virtual Console on the Wii U a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and as... And I played another game. It's not Nintendo, but um, it's something I play whenever I get bored. I kind of get like in a rut, and I don't know what else to play. It's um, <laughs> it, it's called the World of Mixed Martial Arts. Um, and this is the fourth uh in, in the series, and uh, it's a management simulation game for the computer. I, I think the third one's on Steam. Oh. If if you ever want to check it out, um, mm. the game has you as a CEO of a um. Mixed martial arts promotion. You hire okay. you hire um, fighters. You uh, control everything about the promotion, from like finances to uh, uh, like uh, announcers, um, fighters. Uh, like I mentioned, um, you set up events. You compete with rival promotions who have their own rosters, and um, you just set up cards. And you see people go to the top. You see people fall to the bottom. You cut people who have a lot of losses or um, have trouble with other uh, issues like substance issues. And you, you deal with a lot of things that can also happen in real life. And um, yeah, it, it's all very interesting to me because 
Like, I'm not into, like, actually playing the UFC games like you see on Xbox One or PS4, but I really like... Gotcha. Yeah, I really like playing the... Being uh, being able to manage a promotion and mm. set up rosters and matches, and it's very exciting to see somebody, like, you see, start from the bottom and they rise all the way to the top. It's interesting to see guys who held on to titles for years all of a sudden lose... It's um, mm. especially if you play for a number of years, it's very fascinating, and it's always interesting um, for me to see people just rise to the top, fall to the bottom, retire, go into Hall of Fame, things like that. It's it's very fascinating, um, and it's it's something very easy to play. It's um, it's very easy to play and manage it and set up. It's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. You said it so was a business simulator type uh-huh. management sim sort of game, right? Yeah. I, f- I feel like those games used to be around more. I remember as a kid reading in Nintendo Power about this sort of airport simulation thing. And you'd have yeah. to choose like hub cities and then your airline would do not an airport simulation, an airline simulation game. And that, that mm. just stuck in my head and it always seemed like the coolest thing. Yeah. And uh, Only you... Yeah, the only types of simulation that I still play are football slash soccer sim- manager simulation games, which are put out by Sega, um, and those are pretty in depth. And and recently, like the only one that got more cartoony is the one actually on Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo Pocket Football Club. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So those are the only ones that I played in very recent years. But um, management games always intrigue me because there's some sort of strategy to them. There's always that that unknown factor to it. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, um, sometimes I hire people who have really high stats, and I think, oh well, they're gonna go to the top. I mean, they're gonna beat my champion eventually <laughs> in a few years, and then. Something happens and they lose. They they uh, fail drug tests. They they, they do something mm. that, that messes up. And, and you know that's kind of a parallel to real life. So it's it's very fascinating to see. Even though you pick prospects and, and things like that, and you think you're going to go. Um, they're go, they're going to bring you success and fame and fortune and, and all that. Sometimes they they don't. So it's 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 still very much a game of of luck and, and skill and. Uh, that's what I like about it too. That's another. You know what that also parallels? Thing. Pocket mm-hmm. card jockey. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this horse would win. Well, pocket card jockey is also has also a lot more to do with the solitaire mechanics and putting those into perspective. Well, purely management games don't give you that that freedom to make your own decisions in the long run. So at the end of the day, you are more. Everything in the game has a purpose and a goal, I, but at I, the end of the I day, agree. you're also you're also also more dependent on what the game gives you. I agree. It's just in Pocket Card Jockey has the same experience of. I thought this horse would do really well, and I'm just losing a lot of races. Well, I I had a. I've done in total three runs into Nintendo Pocket Football Club. I started my third one a couple of months back, and I had a completely healthy team of like eleven players. And after three matches, five of them had health issues, which was really fun and not at all a big problem for our football team. 
but um, moving on, <laughs> um, because because Brian, you didn't have anything else to really discuss, did you? Nope, not until we talk about Pokemon Go. So. Right. Okay, uh, Carmine, what have you been playing? Uh, well, uh, first, I'd like to take this moment to. Um... Remind everyone that uh, I'm running a Summer of Amiibo giveaway on the site. Uh, by the mm-hmm. time uh, you guys are listening to this, I think we'll be in week five. And the prize for week five will be a Kix Amiibo. Uh, and we give out one every week. So enter this week. If you don't win, look look for next week's and get in. And the way to enter will be to send an email to contest at nintendoworldreport.com. Have the subject mm-hmm. line... Uh, summer of Amiibo Week 5, and then put uh, the special contest keyword in, uh, what was that special keyword? Zap, uh, uh, let's make it Armor Boots. Okay, Armor Boots is the special keyword. Email that in to contest at nintendoworldreport.com. Win yourself a free Amiibo. And check in every week. But um, aside from that, aside from running that, uh, I've been, and aside from playing Pokemon Go like an like a recovering WoW addict. Um, <laughs> I've been playing uh, two games uh, on my 3DS. Uh, sort of quirky eShop indie titles. Uh, Battle Cats Pop and Unholy Heights. And uh, they're, they're sort of neat. And they are really quirky, just like you'd expect. Battle Cats Pop is... It builds itself as a tower defense, but it's more like a linear attack defense troop deployment uh, game where you have a certain number of resources and you have to time your troop deployments and level them up so that they can be stronger. And uh, I, I would, I would name it if a tower defense had, yeah. a, if the if, if tower defense had the linearity of swords and soldiers. The, yeah, the we were. It's, it's and, a lot uh, more like swords. Game. Yeah, it, I mean, there's there's almost no towers in it. It's more like Swords right. and Soldiers, where you've got bases and you deploy troops, but there's not even a worker unit. You just have this abstract worker uh, that's giving you money over time, and you can level them up, but it's all off-screen. But right. it's great because it's rewarding. You play level, you get experience, you go back, you upgrade your units, you unlock new units, you power up, you try to get uh, treasure drops to get some bonuses that you can bring into battle. And I think it was originally a mobile game. It comes from a, a lineage of mobile games. And you can, there's no microtransactions in the eShop one, but you can sort of see there's a timing mechanic in that you've got energy uh, that's replenished mm-hmm. over time. And uh, if you don't have enough energy, you can't play that level, which honestly I, I have not had a problem with because uh, by the time you finish a level, you've spent so much time finishing, you've basically got your energy back. But... Right. Um, it does, there is uh, some sort of like limiting mechanic, and then there's also like this cat food that the game will just give you for achievements, and you use that to unlock super units and stuff like that. So I imagine these are all things you used to spend money on, but now on the 3DS there's no uh, transactions, so it's sort of not a problem anymore. The game will just give you stuff. And uh, I think the drop, I think the drop rate for that cat food to upgrade your units or get new ones is really really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have not been limited in any way. It's just this sort of weird mechanic in the background, and I'm like, oh, that must be holdover from its mobile heritage, but it's not a problem. And uh, and, and it's really quirky. I mean, 
It's called Battle Cats because apparently cats are traveling all over the world to different countries, and you control the cats, and you're attacking the dogs, the hippos, uh, mm. all the enemy units, and all your units are cats. They're they're really tall cats with spindly legs. They're cats with Viking axes. So you put together like <laughs> a team of like eight different cat units, and you play this game. You try to beat the enemy base. You use lasers. You use stuff. So it's it's sort of neat. It's weird. The beginning story is this with the like trailer crawl. When you open the game, it's this really weird. I don't even know how to describe. It's like this 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 sort of like broken like sort the of whole st- pseudo the whole story developer is... talking to you but saying the yeah. world is like destroyed but he made a cat game or something yep yep <laughs> so uh, it's it's weird but it's been a rewarding experience uh unholy heights is a little is is how it's a, it's actually a bit of a management game it's an apartment building management game except the people who come to live in your apartment building are monsters and hmm. they, and uh you have to put furniture in their rooms and you have to raise or lower their rents and sometimes they can't pay so you kick them out or you decide if you want to put up with them sometimes they get roommates and the whole idea is you have these monsters because you need to be defended against heroes who want to come and like uh kill you or take your money so you it's a so it's uh it's pretty cool because you set, set up this apartment building you try to attract monsters and then every once in a while a hero will come and you have to get the monsters to come out of their apartments and fight the hero, whether they're a melee monster or a ranged monster. And uh, it's uh, it's actually pretty hardcore. The first time I played it, I was just uh, following what the game was telling me to do, but I hadn't really figured out some of the, the unspoken rules of the simulation, so I, I couldn't beat the first boss. So I restarted mm-hmm. it, um, did a lot more, like, teching up, early on instead of rushing through the levels and investing in like monsters to be happy and to have like and to like have lovers and then to have kids so that I had more monsters and having a better battle strategy also like open the doors when the hero is in the middle of all the doors that way everyone can attack them at once sort of thing so uh it's that's also been rewarding but in a different way it's it's much more the, the game doesn't tell you that I had to go back with a second playthrough and realize, oh, I have to put a little more uh, effort into this. I have to come up with a way to be better. Right. I, I totally haven't checked this game out yet. I know of its existence for a while now because it has been on other platforms. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of looking forward to seeing it on 3DS. But uh, I will check it out when I have the chance. I mean, I will on holiday next Friday so likely I'll put on my 3DS then and I'm played all the way through yeah these are but both it's, but it's... quirky games but uh, nice once if, if that's sort of what you dig and and you're looking for a management or a battle game I love management games I love strategy games so it's totally up my alley um, but yeah it, if you plan me playing anything else or is that about your life? oh um, well also like Obviously, we're not talking about Pokemon Go quite yet. We're not. Uh-huh, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> on my phone, I've got like three games that I'm constantly doing right now Pokemon Go, Mitomo, and I've got Tiny Tower, which has actually been a game for a while on mobile, but it's sort of 
like a, ma a super light management game. You have a tower, you build levels, and in a level you can either put apartments or shops. And if it's an apartment, those people need jobs, so you can put match them to a shop that you build. And the, as you keep going, you make enough money to build more towers and build more towers and build shops that people actually want to work at. And it's sort of neat. You know, it's it's it's. I mm. guess it's an idle game. Idle game, games where I'm not quite sure the genre, but games where you you manage it, but you sort of don't need to be there all the time. And you can the idea is to come back every ten minutes, every thirty minutes, like that, um, and then and then see what you need to restock or this this uh, this new level won't be uh, done for another eight hours, but if you deploy this special unit, it will take three hours off of that. And uh, it has microtransactions being a phone game. But it's sort of interesting, and it's sort of rewarding, because like the style is 8-bit. Uh, like, the entire game, it's called Tiny Tower, but the entire like game is like this sort of bit, is in this line of like uh, bit games, and they're all pixel-based, and Okay. All the it's got this quirky sense of humor in the game. There's something called Bitbook. So the people in the tower will post a Bitbook about the new job that they just got that you just hired them in, or they'll complain about their roommate. So they'll make like comments that reference stuff that happens in the real world, and it's sort of cool. Uh, and nice. it sort of makes me wonder what Animal Crossing will be like because Animal Crossing is sort of like you don't need to be playing it actively all the time. It's sort of a game where you can take it at your own pace, you can come back later, you come back tomorrow, you're growing a tree sort of thing. Or you are a terrible human being and you <laughs> cheat the clock every day by going back to the main menu of Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf and changing the clock by a day and starting your cyclus all over again, just like myself. And then you rip a hole in the fabric of space-time. Don't do this. I am just too addicted to Animal Crossing. What can I say? I haven't been addicted to a good Animal Crossing game in a long time. I, th I think it's time to go back into that. Uh, I think I've always <laughs> meant to get the, the 3DS one I never have. New yeah. Leaf. I, I need to get that. Yeah. In, in, I have You should, yeah. Uh, no, I, I haven't I, been addicted I, since the GameCube version, but it stays with you. Once you've been addicted yeah. to that game... You don't have to manifest the addiction again to know what it feels like. <laughs> well, you know? it, it, well, I, th I think I think New Leaf is the one that I got the most addicted to. Like I played so long that I got most of the buildings that I wanted in my town now. Mm. I remember just being totally addicted to the GameCube version, at least for a month after it came out. Yeah. I, that's all I played all the time. I got really into that game when I really got into just collecting all the NES games. Mm. And uh -huh. and uh, Saturdays were really important. It was like, oh my god, guys, KK's here. Yeah. We have to visit <laughs> everyone's towns. Yeah. Well, that's still the that's still the case with KK, even in New Leaf. Yeah. Like going there for Saturday to visit K KK is a really big important deal yeah. still. In this yeah. very day. And the lineup of songs get bigger with every single game, but I still find my favorites that I want to do first, like in every mm -hmm. game. Um, I think that KK Soul is one one of the best songs in that entirety of that game. It's hard to choose um, a favorite, though, man. DJ KK is also really good. I mean, the list goes on, man. <laughs> the list goes, goes on. on. It's, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really impressive lineup, all made by one man. 
But yeah. um, enough about Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing will likely come up at a later <laughs> date because I need to talk about some games still. <laughs> um, first off, I've been playing a lot of Tumblestone, which is the new puzzle game that came out on the Wii U eShop this week. I really like that. It's a, I would say, a weird new version of a match-free game. But the main mechanic is that you try to... They're all all down based in this grid. And you have to get them free at a time. So you can get stuck or the, you will lose at the puzzle. Um, in the main mode at least. And it, it becomes tricky. Like every single puzzle in itself is just massively designed. And so devious in its design. That you just need to think about what you're doing. And it's insane what they're trying to, like, what they're trying to do. So they want you to think about every move you're going to make within that puzzle in a very specific time frame. And if you don't do it well enough, you just have to restart and restart and restart until you get it right. It can be really punishing, but it's also just a really satisfying game to play uh, because lining up your lining up the free blocks you want to remove, lining up the next one, lining up the next one. It, it keeps going at a flow that's really, really nice. Um, and I'm really enjoying that. But, um, like, honestly, the, the main story stuff, like, the puzzle-based stuff is really engaging. But I have more fun, like, playing the endless modes, where they just keep throwing new blocks at you, mm. and you just need, need to keep being on your toes while removing those blocks. And, um, they have different modifiers to change the game every single day. They have an heartbeat mode where, um, like in Puzzle League fashion, it comes down to you. So you need to be even more insanely fast and quick in your movement. Um, so there are a lot of variables there that I really enjoy and makes it for a really fun puzzle game. So in the main uh, story mode, it's not an end. It's is it like endless blocks or is it actually a puzzle? And you, it's it actually, is, it's, it's a discrete it's, puzzle, it, it, and it is always it's the same a, It's moves. a, it's a, it's a one-screen puzzle. Oh, what you see, what you see, what you see is what you get, and you have to work with that. And every single puzzle builds on the last one; it becomes bigger and more insane. And you need to be aware of what ev- what everything in the field is at. It becomes really, really tricky. That is sort of cool. Yeah, uh, it's a really le- a lengthy game too. I mean, they ask asking a good chunk of money for it. I think it's like twenty bucks, but uh, I think the story is pretty lengthy. I'm barely scratching the surface with that mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm, st- I'm still seeing that they're throwing new stuff at me, uh, which is impressive. Um, I, have, I have high hopes for this. I haven't played any demos of it or anything, but I've huge hopes for this because, like, I'm hoping it'll like scratch the same itch Tetris Attack scratched. It's it's a very different attack from Tetris Attack though because with Tetris Attack you just need to line up blocks and be good with that and there are a lot of variables in that it's it's same it, it's not called Puzzle League by the way but Tetris Attack is indeed still the original name mm-hmm. so I I more was more addicted with the Pokemon one on Game Boy Color so I prefer to call it Puzzle League or Puzzle Challenge um, but. Um, those games are all about lining up your blocks, and this is removing the blocks in the best fashion you can, uh, which is a weird twist and flips the whole concept on its head that you know from Puzzle League. 
Um, so it's a really different puzzle game, but also one that feels refreshing to play. Mm-hmm. So that was Tumblestone. If you have any other questions is that, about it, is that that's is there a, a multiplayer versus mode to that? Yeah, there's four player versus. Ooh, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, you can play the remote on side too. I prefer playing that way, but oh, yeah. it's totally play- it's a playable off TV on your gamepad. Yeah, okay. actually, uh, actually, I, I've been look, trying to pre-order this game in the states. Amazon in the states has Tumblestone has a listing for physical Tumblestone, but it says Xbox One on it. Hmm. But but on the box out, it says Wii U. So today, I actually wrote into Amazon and I said, "Here's your web page." I'm confused because the box art says this, but the item listing says this. Here's a link to a tweet from Tumblestone talking about what platforms it's on. Can you please clarify? So um, I am definitely going to be there day one. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get the physical copy. It's, it's, uh, it is out on eShop, so you can buy it now if you want it on eShop, but mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be a physical version of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of depends on what you like, but uh, honestly, it's not that large of a game, so it's e- easily to download digitally on your system. Yeah, it's just that I've hit my Wii U channel cap. Oh. Uh, me too, I actually mm-hmm. had to remove stuff very recently, yeah. so I removed all of my bad games. <laughs> you know what, I did hit that too recently. I think with the la- last game I downloaded, the last big one, I forget which one, but I did hit my Wii U capacity lately. Yeah. So if something's coming out on physical, I'm getting it from now on. Except yeah. for Monster Hunter, I'm getting that digital. Oh, fair enough. Um, and it was also 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 important is to note is that this is coming later to new 3ds as well. Hmm. Um, so some people might want to play a puzzle game who guessed it on a handheld. So oh. if you don't want to play it on Wii U, I totally get it. Just get it on new 3ds. You'll get it an equally as good experience, I imagine. Um, but for the time being, we're going to move on to two 3DS games. The first of one being Teddy Together. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3DS game of 2016. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, oh. I to- I to- I'm totally lying, I of course. You might have to because uh, on that. I-, I was hoping that this would come out of left field. Like, yeah, this is the game of 2016. No, I, 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 I was, I was sadly totally joking. Mm. Um, so Teddy Together is a game that is clearly meant for kids, um, but they have dialogue in there that's also meant for adults. It's, it's a really strange one. So basically, uh, in this game, you take care of this stuffed teddy bear, who, who you give a name. And will co- end up coming to life, and it will talk to you, and will ask really intrusive questions about your life, your friends, and what you do. So Mitomo. It goes even further than Mitomo. It it's just very. It goes and you. So here's <laughs> the thing, right? It asks you very specific questions um, on what you do, and depending on what you enter into. The, the answers that you give, those answers come back into the dialogue of the game. What? So, so for example, if you say that a key is a metal 
hyper metal thing instead of a key, he will keep referring to it as a hyper metal thing. Huh. If 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 he if if he asks if he asks you what a lollipop is and you enter, that's not a lollipop. That is just simply candy. He will refer it from that moment on simply as candy. It's a way more interactive interactive experience because everything the teddy, what things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Everything that you put into the game has a reflection on this teddy bear. Hmm. And even the names of friends or anything that you bring up, he will come back to you and say that stuff. So even if you're going to make a funny joke and you remain that for the remainder of the game, that is going to stick with that bear and he's going to repeat it time after time. So at one point, I made a, he wanted to ask, hey, what's a fun activity that, uh, that you do with your friends? And I said, memeing. <laughs> And now he constantly <laughs> brings back up how you would love to perform some memeing very t- anytime soon. <laughs> it's not his fault. He's naive and innocent about the world. Yeah. Oh and my god, this is actually he, sounding a little scary. And when I asked which celebrity, which celebrity I'll totally look up to, I said Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> So every time we talk about celebrities, he brings back up Sonic the Hedgehog. You don't teach him bad things. <laughs> so, uh, so the first two hours, I totally took this seriously, absolutely straight up seriously. I said, "From that is lollipops. These are pancakes. This is this. This is this is my very best friend." And after those two hours, I, I realized. Let's check if this has a profanity filter. Oh no! <laughs> or, or how far this rabbit hole goes? Oh, as as no. it turns out, this is one of those rare 3DS games that doesn't have a profanity filter. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Luckily, I didn't save any of that stuff. Okay. But when I come to the realization that it simply accepts anything that I put in. I stopped taking this seriously and decided whatever I like, came up to my head, I would put in. I am super stunned by that, because you would think that of all the people who who like to put in profanity filters, it's Nintendo, and I can't believe a Nintendo game doesn't have a profanity filter. That, that's yep. really astonishing. It's it's crazy. Um, but even if you are... So this game is meant for little kids, but even if you say from... I'm adult, I work. Then he st- starts to ask you about your work and what you do. So, it's a really weird thing. You interact with the bear by giving him baths. You go to a garden to work on stuff. Um, and you cook for him. It's a really complete, like, Nintendox-esque package with, with the added benefit that you're talking to a bear and feed him information. Hmm. It's so weird. It, 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 it sounds kind of interesting, but boring at the same time. <laughs> that, that's why I made it fun for myself. That's why I put all of that stuff in. Yeah. I get and you. then it becomes actually really, really funny. Bro, <laughs> the voice of the bear is still totally disturbing. <laughs> and that's I will. That's why I will knock it three points by my review. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I will do a review for NWR, and it's not my highest priority for obvious reasons. Uh, I still have to do a few previews from an event I went to recently, 
So obviously that stuff goes first. Um, it just sounds like this that... beer is like ingesting all the bad things that we might give it, and then will come to life and and manifest in like a really and, cheap and, and, horror movie. And and, and and the bear loves it. That's the that's the that's the, de- the most devious part about it. Everything we put in, the bear loves it. It's in love with it. So I don't know if that's a good idea to give anybody, anyone with a, with a very bad mind. Or somebody who <laughs> just thinks about memes the entire day. Now I have to look because up this, you... this game on, on YouTube and see what people put on there. <laughs> oh my. I, 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 had, I had an idea to upload some, like some YouTube clips on my secondary channel. Where I just put in some really random stuff and mm-hmm. see how the bear loves it. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's that's something for for do something stupid really down the line when I have the time. Um, beyond that, though, beyond having a stupid time and having a good time, I also have an amazing time with um, Monster Hunter Generations, which um, came out or, or comes out when we recorded this today. In Europe and North America, and it is um, that's a good game. That's a really <laughs> good game. And I, I, my main thing is, this is not a game for Monster Hunter beginners. If you are a starter with the Monster Hunter franchise, I don't think that I can really recommend this oh, to you. Really? Wow! It was. I I heard some of the positioning was that they were trying to make it uh, accessible for beginners. I think it's it's equally as in line as accessible as Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate was, mm-hmm. where you do have to do some second guessing yourself, and not, not everything is as well explained as you would like. Um, but the difficulty curve is way harder than Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Um, right from the get go, this game is not screwing around with you, and you directly know what is up. Dang. And it is a it is a game that immediately immediately lets go of the lease and lets lets do whatever you want to, and that is intriguing but also fun at the same time. Um, and then also a lot of elements or locations from previous Monster Hunter games, so you would go to various areas from from other games in the series, and they bring a lot of those characters back to specific villages. For the side parties, there's not really a story there. Which is the big bummer about it. Like they bring all of these characters back to one big game. But they don't do anything interesting with them. Um, for me like the main the main setting point is the action. Like I think the battling is the best it has ever been. Um, there are four different hunting styles. There's the basic one that's similar to how Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate was. But there's stuff like now like the aerial style. Where you can jump really high. Which can be a really big advantage against used monsters use monsters um, there is also a striker style um, where uh, you try to defend a lot more and try to use that defense as a run up to the monster and just take it down that way um, there's some really really cool stuff there what, are the, really what, un- what are the felines like the problem of oh the yeah yeah I was going to get to that <laughs> um so there is a new mode called Prowler mode where you can play as a Nianta, which are the cats in the game. Um, and playing as a Nianta is 
it, it's, it feels weird at first, because especially they're kind of weak. Um, they don't have a lot of armor on them. The armor on them is really cheap. Um, and But at the same time, they're really maneuverable. They're very fast. They have a way better um, capacity than the human hunters. And they can also die a lot more. Um, so there is a huge trade-off there. But um, as you play a few missions and try to collect like monster like monster parts um, it's easier to upgrade the gear for an Ianta than you can with a human uh, which gives you a huge advantage right from the get go so once you know how to use that advantage to the best of your abilities you can have a really strong cat that you can actually play as more often than your human hunter and I actually did it in a separate save file um, but it takes time to build up and it feels kind of weird at first Especially when you are that are that we compare to a human, so it takes time. But at the same time, I feel that playing as a cat has a lot of potential. Hmm. Well, you say this is a game that's not recommended for beginners of the Monster Hunter franchise, and as somebody who, I mean, I've, I think I played one of the demos, but I'm not like really into the series. What, what game would you recommend that would take me into the series very slowly and would help me out for future games? I, w- I would say Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate is your best bet. Mm. Okay. I mean, that game was still pretty versatile in how it presents itself. Like, you can climb walls, you can jump, you can maneuver a lot more. And exp- that exp- that game explains its stuff way better than it can. The story is a bit long long in the teeth, mm. but as a beginner that actually really helps you. Uh, whereas something where with Monster Hunter Generations, it, it lets go the leech a bit too soon, and just imagine that you'll figure things out as you go along. Okay. Which doesn't really help every single player. Yeah. yeah, I think, I, I think I'd agree. I've only played uh, Monster Hunter Try and Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, but Try was a lot of fun, but I hit a wall so much faster, and 4 Ultimate was just this really smooth experience to start playing and have it take you through places. Okay. I think it, I think if if any player who, player who listen to this and loved Monster Hunter for Ultimate, they will have a quickly smooth sailing with Monster Hunter Generations. Um, and it will help them to enjoy the game a whole lot more. But uh, yeah, those are the games that I've been playing. Those are the games we've all been playing. So let's move on to Pokemon Go. Yay. <laughs> the, big, so, the biggest Pokemon- game of all time right now. The biggest game out there pretty much. So Pokemon Go is, I would say, a huge success in more ways than one. I would yep. say that I I kind of expected it to do well, but I didn't expect it to do this well. Did, yeah, um, that's what I is thought it doing, too. Is it doing well for you in terms of, like, are you enjoying it? Um, well, we'll get to that in a little bit before <laughs> we go to experiences. Um, be, because that's not the pri- place and the time just yet. But when they first announced it, it was a... The, the, the concept of the trailer looked cool, but I knew that that was exactly not what they're going for with the final app. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, was, it was kind of it was a sort of sizzle trailer. 
It's like no one yeah. you you knew you weren't gonna be doing what they were exactly showing. Right. And we had to kinda of see how developed were kind of tests in the field and then they showed a lot more doing E3 Treehouse and I was there and I watched it and I was kind of intrigued by it and then it released and then all of a sudden boom everybody's playing it yeah I mean um, it's weird because I didn't imagine that much buzz even before it came out but when I heard that started to leak out in like um, it, it started to leak out in other places before I think it came to, to North America and I just remember the scramble everybody was trying to get into it. I'm like, I didn't expect this. I mean, even my brother came into my room. I was like, well, is it out yet? I'm like, I don't know. I, th- I think so. I'm going to keep refreshing the app store until it comes out. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> did, they have, they, did, did they have any advertising? Or is this really just because so many people love like Nintendo IP? It, it literally it literally went from mouth to mouth. That's yeah. the whole crazy part about it. Like there 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 was no there was no literal buzz at the beginning of the game. Like there was the word that was out in in New Zealand and Australia, and all of a sudden, boom! People started downloading it, and that spread the yeah. word. And it didn't out. even get featured on the app stores, right? I I don't no. hear about it getting featured. And it, the... it's now featured in the in the Australian New Zealand app stores, but when it okay, was okay. coming out, absolutely not. It, you even had to search for it back then, and yeah. it's kind of difficult to search for because there was also like these guide apps for like the the trial version that a lot of people beta tested. So people had to go through Niantic and then go to Pokemon Go and then mm-hmm. download it. So there were a lot of hassles, but there were immediately a lot of people who downloaded that game. Yeah, and, and just to put this into perspective, it is really—I mean, there's a lot of money in mobile, and there are some really huge successful games, but. A lot of the trouble in the industry is how do I even get noticed when there's like hundreds of apps coming out every day? So like having a launch strategy is like a big thing, like a really important thing in mobile games. And there's a couple of people who get lucky without a launch strategy, but usually you have to have one. You can't just release a game and expect it to get picked up by anyone. Absolutely, yeah. Um... But let's kind of get into what we think about Pokemon Go first before we move on to anything else. Um, uh, Carmine, what do you think about Pokemon Go and how you felt so far about it? Um, I am loving it. I am trying to resist the urge to spend like two hours walking around in my city and and especially at night. I don't want to do that. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to be one of those guys you hear a story about of like he was walking around in the dark looking at his phone and got hit by a car or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um but it is compelling and at work I'm lucky enough to work just barely within reach of a poke stop and people at work keep putting lures there and it's like, oh my god, this is like it's I, I need to keep on hitting up that poke stop for Pokeballs and so that we can get more Pokemon and stuff and we've got a we've got a channel where we're all talking about it. Sometimes we go on lunch walks. It's really, it's really cool, and it's really funny when you're out walking and you see other people playing, and you, you sort of like acknowledge each other, or you stop and you talk, and you're like, "Oh yeah, and did you know you can do this?" And here's how you use an incubator. Uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves, um, because definitely it's like the first iteration of the experience. You know, it's uh, 
there's no trainer trading, there's no trainer versus trainer battling. Um, so it's all, I think only the first generation, about, of course. So. Yeah, it's only the first generation. So I think it's definitely a game that's going to have to evolve over time. Already, right. you know, you want, I've seen some people wonder, oh, what will they do? Because eventually when everyone gets really high level as a newbie, it's going to be hard to even participate in gyms. You know, mm-hmm. so it's going to suffer a lot of the same problems that MMOs have of like, everyone was excited when WoW came out. So that's why the WoW servers went down. And that's also why the Pokemon Go servers went down because way more people were playing it than anyone expected. But just like uh, an MMO, they have to figure out, oh, what? how are we going to make this still a great experience for a new player in a year who's just starting out when everyone else is like super high level? And what do we do for people who aren't into like super competitive gym battling? Do we just let them weed themselves out? Is the collection aspect enough or do we have to introduce different game systems? You know, so right. it's going to be really interesting, and it's going to have to evolve as a game, which is what mobile games usually have to do, anyways. So uh, yeah. I think it's a great first step. Yeah, my first experience with Pokemon Go, like the first day or so, I didn't really get it. Like I was enjoying myself, but um, I was walking about like at five in the morning when it came out in Australia with my phone, just looking at nowhere just looking at my phone just trying to catch whatever I could just to put some videos out there and like the first moments I was like yeah this seems okay I can get behind catching some Pokemon to go while I walk mm-hmm. um, but then you go to like a city nearby you go to Pokestops you go to uh, the gyms you try to catch different Pokemon you use the lore modules to get Pokemon to those Pokestops. Um, you use lucky eggs and uh, incubators to get Pokemon faster and more experience and level up. And then that experience starts to hit you from, wow, this, seems, this is really fun to do. Like, I am just going to the city just simply <laughs> to play Pokemon Go. Which, I, I usually go there just to do the regular shopping or get some business done but now I'm usually just here to play Pokemon Go for a full four hours and I am having a blast with it and I don't really care like a couple of days ago I was in a local city nearby and despite this game not officially being out in my country (laughs) I already see like tons of people just walking around putting lure modules down and just sitting there collecting Pokemon (laughs) Um, One of the funniest stories I had was that two guys on a scooter uh, came by uh, and I had to put a lure module down so they probably saw it at the other side of the map. (laughs) And they were like, so uh, is there any interesting Pokemon here? And I said, yeah, there's a Ghastly. They immediately flipped the freak out, stopped their (laughs) scooter, sit down at the bench next to me, captured a Ghastly, went back on the scooter and drove on. (laughs) Uh, that's how the whole experience for me it has been a really surreal experience where everybody I know including my younger sister who never plays video games talks about Pokemon Go Um, another funny story is that my sister usually cafe where she goes to with her friends is actually a gym in Pokemon Go so you see tons of kids in front of them just standing in front of the cafe <laughs> trying to get you to po- trying to to take over the gym and move on and so it's it's kind of weird social ex- like interactions like that that really make Pokemon 
go like a really surreal and fun experience for me. Um, but at the same time, I do like capturing the Pokemon. I feel that sometimes I get a f- too, little too much Redditas or Zubats for my liking. <laughs> In particular, Zubats to catch are really annoying. I, I mean that. I really yeah. don't like catching the Zubats. Yeah, I've had problems with Zubats. I don't even think I have one yet. Just keep throwing them and they keep escaping or dodging. I'm like, Ugh. Oh, dang. Over it. Yeah, it's it, they're really not fun to catch. Um mm. Um, and I hope they kind of address that with a future update, like balance the Pokemon spreading a bit more, especially mm-hmm. when they add more future generations, because else I feel that there is a cap to how much I will enjoy the game after a little while now, no. because I've been playing it after a good week, and some fatigue is certainly starting to kick in. Here's the th- uh, There's Zubats where I am in the city, tons of Zubats. Where I am at home... Uh, not so much. The Doduo, where I live. So, what I, I, I imagine that it really is, like, geographically location. Like, I've seen people complain about catching too many Rattatas. I don't see a lot of Rattatas where I am. I think. I, I do. I see yeah, a lot of so, Rattatas and. And, and you said you, yeah, and you, for some reason, uh, you don't have a Zubat. And last night I sat down and I'm like, I have 80 Zubats. <laughs> I need to transfer these all in. Um, yeah, so I right. think there's definitely geographic things. It'll be interesting. One of my like pie in the sky, like ridiculous ideas is I mean, what I've if there's seen... a Pokemon migration? <laughs> what if like right. all the Zubats move to a different area, become someone else's problem? Because I, I get invaded by like, of... Venonats I'm... and something. I mean, I live in a very desert area, so I've seen like very little water Pokemon. I've caught one Squirtle randomly out of nowhere. Or no, I ca- I ca- that's who I started out as. I, ca- I got the Bulbasaur by random. Uh, mm. No, a Charmander. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't I seen I any, any water Pokemon at all. It's mostly ground and fire and what? Right. Not even bug. I mean, I, I've hatched one egg and it was a Caterpie. That's like the, the one Pokemon <laughs> I, I, bug Pokemon I have. And I've, uh, you know what? A lot of Paris are here too. Mm. I don't even oh, know why. Well, and there's Man. been a few parasects. It is definitely different, and I think as you level up, you'll see a bigger variety too. Yeah. But um, right. I think it's def- there's definitely geographic differences in Pokemon distribution. Yeah. Talking cute. about um, like... geographic differences in Pokemon, another problem that I have is that the servers are running into some problems as well now and again. Yeah. Um, where I catch the Pokemon, but it doesn't want to continue to load, so then I have to force mm-hmm. quit the app and then open it again, and that and that mm-hmm. Pokemon is gone. Well, sometimes I, I caught a new a new Pokemon that I didn't have, and then I lost it altogether, which I don't. That's something I yeah, also don't really I, like about it. Like there, they need to be well, more I mean, stable. Wow, there was one time Wow where... had these problems too. So, I mean, if you're thinking about a game that launched so hard that their servers could not keep up with it, think of World of Warcraft and think of Pokemon Go. So. Yeah, there, there was one time where I went for a walk and I grabbed Pokemon Go and I went for the walk and it was maybe a 20 minute walk around the park and in those 20 minutes my game froze at least mm-hmm. 6 or 7 times. It was But the, there's a to, to me though going back to the comparison there's a major difference for me between 
Pokemon Go and World of Warcraft, with Pokemon Go you buy these items, like these lucky eggs, these incubators. If you activated them, and then you wanted to server issues, well, that's lost Well, in WoW time. you buy a month you're of time, for, and if you can't log on, you're losing time. Yeah, I mean, but just, either way you're paying money, and, you, and, and you're yeah. trying to get access to the game, and they're having launch problems. Yeah, but here's the thing, here's the thing. Here is the thing. You still have time within that month to play World of Warcraft. You don't have time afterwards after that lucky egg experience to get that lucky egg bag. So it's still lost time and money that you spent in a in an app that has server issues. So I really think this is something they need to address. No, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that to, these yeah. games have problems, especially at launch, especially games of this scale. And in WoW, if you're raiding and you and you have a server problem with your, when you're at the boss, that raid is done. You know, in, in old school, wow, you would, it's, it's done. Wait until next week, you know. So, uh, this is, this is not, these, these are things that need to be fixed. They needed to be fixed in wow, they need to be fixed yeah. here. Um, but I honestly, like, I'm, I'm surprised they launched it actually. Um, you know, talking to like one or two people in the field test, it sounded like it was very buggy. It sounded like like they would have like a lot of issues. So when they when I heard it was launching, I was like, "Wow, really?" I thought I thought it would be later because they'd have to work through all this stuff. So I wonder, you know, why uh, how how it came to be this like all of a sudden yeah. somebody flipped a switch when we and we had to find out about it from people in Australia. <laughs> For sure. Um, beyond that, I think that um, I like the whole team aspect with Team Valor and Team Mystic and Team Instinct and how you overtake gyms and stuff. That's really cool. I'm um, just worried about Endgame where and, like everyone's super strong, so what's a newbie to do sort of thing. But that'll be something it has. That'll be something that's they'll true. have to. We'll have to see how what they do about and if they do anything about. Right now, it's launch month. Yeah. I think also. I think also how they set up like the Pokemon battling is very simple but very effective in how they designed it. Like because you can easily get it how you battle. Like you f- you do some simple attacks a few times, and when it's built up, you hold it to do a special attack. It's really simple and mm-hmm. effective, and I really like that. Um, so overall, I had some very good experience, but also a few bad ones. But overall, I would say that I really, really like it. I think it's a testament um, to Pokemon Go's yeah. appeal that it's it crashes on us 20 times in like an hour, and we are still <clears throat> obsessively yeah. opening it up again. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a testament to a good game, I feel. Um... Brian, we haven't really heard about you very much. What first, are your first? What team are you? <laughs> um, I'm red team. team. Valor. <laughs> I'm resident. I am red team. Yeah, team Valor. I was team Valor. Valor. Oh yeah, high five. Oh my god, this is awesome. Yeah, I think so <laughs> this is the team <laughs> Valor podcast now. Eat it, Neil. But, uh, my experiences. W- oh, before before, <laughs> yeah. before before you say anything, suck it, Neil. <laughs> We're all gonna okay, be please continue, Brian. Please continue, uh, Brian. Um, okay, yeah. So my experiences with the game, um, I haven't played it as much as other people have. I mean, I take walks right. around the park. I walk around the block. Uh, I walk my dog. You know, and um, 
So far, I mean, it's fun to play for about 30 minutes, and then I'll get home and I'll transfer my Pokemon, I'll make sure my eggs are, are being incubated and everything like that. So it's not like I'm traveling <laughs> around town. It, 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 because this week I haven't really even gone out much, but I know that when I go out on vacation on Saturday to, to Vegas, I, I've heard that there's a ton of Pokestops like everywhere in the area. So I'm going to be sure to take uh, advantage of all that. Um, mm. So, I, I mean, it's the most I've played on a mobile game pretty much ever. Uh, aside from, like, um, Game Dev Story, I think I played that a lot when it came out year, years ago. Um, I mean, it's... As a game, it's... Um, there's issues that, it's, like I've mentioned, there's a lot of freezing... Um, and uh, so there, there's some bugs here, here and there, but um, as a game, I mean, the collecting aspect is mm-hmm. really fun for me. I haven't really gone to much gyms yet, so um, that's something I need to check out. But that's that's it's also because since I haven't played it as much as others, like the highest level Pokemon I got's like a level 300 Pidgey uh, Pidgeot, so it's like um, I have, I'm not gonna go to the gyms just yet, but. Um, it's something to do once I level up and get there. With the right um, matchup, a 300 shot sure, yeah. could take down, yeah. like, a 500, 600 grass Pokemon. I could see that happening. Might be true. close, but there, uh, yeah, there is pl- some room to maneuver. Yeah, I have no idea how the gyms work out. I mean, I'm guessing that, um, type advantages still work and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's something I need to figure out once I get to there. Your Pokemon don't really level up, though. That's, that's you have another to power problem, them up. I feel. Like, even... Yeah, I have to power them yeah, up yeah, that's, 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 but But, yeah, that's, sti- that's still kind of <laughs> shitty, though, because if yeah. you take on battles, that's really a direct reward no, no, for taking the, the, on the, those battles. The Pokemon, is different, uh, Pokemon Go is different from the mainline Pokemon series. In the mainline Pokemon series, you get stronger by battling. In Pokemon Go, it's I the get that. I aspect. get that, but that's... That's you the don't. Grind. You don't have to explain me the basics of Pokemon, sir. I'm the. I'm one of the <laughs> most. No, but it's, I love it's a different game. You're That's not. This issue. is not about battling. This is about collecting. And then the gym. There's the gym aspect, yeah. but yeah, it's actually yeah. a battle but, but, who collects but, the most. But if that's. Yeah, but it's it's still for me. So I will be honest. I still think that there needs to be some kind of reward attached to doing those gym battles well and get some additional experience to your HP. There is. Sure. You, you, you get you get uh, experience for your trainer, which dictates the max CP level of your Pokemon. Plus, that is the gym battles are the only way to get Pokemon coins without spending money. I still, th- I still think that the whole stuff is kind of a grind. Um, but uh, please move on, Brian. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I have fun with the game. Um, I'm just kind of really taken aback with just how popular it's been in the past week with all this mainstream stuff go- coming out, like Hillary Clinton send- setting up like a Pokestop uh, press tour or, or something that's going. She's going on um, this weekend, which is pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm more taken aback with just how popular it is than actually playing it even though i have played it like every day since it came out but i haven't i've played it for maybe 20 30 minutes at most so you're safe but um every day so uh i mean i have a pretty okay collection it's very like 
and you know, like you said, it's a ge- very geographical game, I guess, because I have a lot of rock mm-hmm. and uh, uh, f- I have a couple of flying Pokemon. Um, I just caught a Dodo yeah. right now while we were recording, so <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, I have an Eevee. You know, it's um, yeah, it's a very it's very interesting right now, and I'm probably gonna be playing it for m- more than a week than like I have right now, or like with most mobile games I've played, but. Yeah, it's it's probably a game I'm gonna be playing for a while, just to, just as far as like the collecting aspect goes. And you know, with all these Pokemon coming that they still haven't put out yet, like Johto and the six or seven other regions that are coming out, and the, even the new one that's coming out in, in the fall, um, this will be very interesting to see how just how it manages to keep its popularity for the next few months because. It's very popular right now. Like I think it's surpassing Facebook, and I think it's going near Snapchat as far as like traffic it's, goes. It ranks in. It literally ranks in a million dollars on mobile every yeah. single day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I I'm more interested in seeing how it maintains that over mm-hmm. the next few months. And like it's, yeah, and that's and that's kind of that's what I kind of worry about because if they don't keep up the editing at a steady pace. It will kind of die down after a month of month yeah. or four. Like, is this the new uh, Flappy Bird? <laughs> I guess, except a Flappy I mean, Bird I mean, isn't. I mean, this yeah, isn't going to go out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I yeah. mean, it could go either way. Honestly, I mean, a strong start doesn't necessarily mean anything, but this strong start is something that is kind of unprecedented in mobile yeah. itself. So you don't know how how quick something like this falls or rises up again. So who knows? We'll see how it goes. I mean, we never know. We there's no really prior experience to something this big before. So mm-hmm. it's precedent even by mobile standards. So that makes mm-hmm. it all the more fun to watch. I mean, po- Pokemon was hot when it first came out in North America back in like ninety eight, ninety nine. I mean, the craze was definitely there. But this is pretty yeah. much like a whole new level because everybody's talking about it, like 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 everybody. It's, it's really crazy. Oh, oh, back back in nineteen ninety eight, I feel that a lot of people were talking about it a lot too, like yeah. on grander scale as well. But because that's prior internet, <laughs> so that's really different standards than we have now. Yeah. Though. Um, I mean, there there was internet, but, inter- but nothing like social mm-hmm. media and stuff like mm-hmm. that that pushes it. And and I think the thing about sure. Pokemon Go is it, it exposes you when you're a Pokemon Go player. You know, you could play Pokemon in '98, and no one and no one would need to know because you'd be playing it, you know, in your room. Pokemon Go, if you're playing it, you are usually publicly visible to everyone else, and they know you are playing it. And no matter how much I try to hide it, that guy two de- two houses down knows I'm playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> You know, I'm trying not to look at my phone. <laughs> that's but then that's when I, definitely I catch it, true. and he's like, "That guy's playing Pokemon Go." I have to ask him what team he's on. <laughs> yeah, that's I I 100 agree with that. I mean, it's very really clear that someone is looking down actively to their phone. Then it's and clear then that they're distinct Pokemon swiping Go. No motion. No doubt about it right now. <laughs> um, but going beyond like experiences and financial stuff, I mean. The mainstream attention for this game has been insane. Like again, even in my country, that where it hasn't officially been released yet, like I see a lot of people who who have the know-how are playing Pokemon Go at the moment, and it's 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 really insane because 
it's a lot more people than I initially expected, and you already have like active TV TV news stories around here. Um, there's already like very social gatherings planned. There's even one in a city nearby me this weekend where they they brought a whole bunch of stores together who will give discount on stuff if you put lure modules in specific places. So it's it becomes already this really weird social weird social gathering stuff which I really really enjoy. And at the same time, it also brings off the most stupid in people where they go playing Pokemon Go at really not well thought out places. <laughs> yeah, you're exposed. It exposed <coughs> to everything. Yeah, that exposes you to that to, to how somebody people don't. Just don't think about what they're doing. Um, another big story that we had here is that our, that two people um, walked across train tracks where the trains go, even at night, go over, and they were playing Pokemon Go while there, and the police had to remove them. Oh, that's not good. There's all these stories yep. out now. So, where like, oh, somebody walked into the wrong neighborhood and got stabbed. Somebody, you know, people found dead bodies. Some people walked right over a cliff. And some of them are true, and some of them, I think, are like, that can't have possibly happened, could it? I mean... I think some yeah, might I'm, be Yeah, I'm hoaxes. sure some are hoaxes, but there also, there's a lot of belie- like stuff out there that is true about people doing, not paying yeah. attention when they're playing it. I mean, I mean some, somebody did get stabbed over, uh, over the game. I, I think, the, I, I don't know the full story, but I know somebody's been stabbed. At least uh-huh. one stabbed. And, uh... It's yeah, a, and it's also it's also yeah. crazy how many how many companies like pulled in like a joke towards su- success. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of everybody is talking about it. It's buzzing, which I I didn't expect. Again, I didn't expect it all to buzz this much, but because everybody, including politicians from companies to just smaller businesses, are just taking advantage of Pokemon Go. Which um, is really interesting to see and makes it more intriguing than it actually is. Which some people are like, what is this <laughs> mystic entity that I don't have naturally access it's to on Pikachu. my app store just yet? <laughs> so, so like, it's getting really widespread I mean, it attention. Is, this is the level and of like, so, oh my god, it's, it's the zeitgeist, it's the new big thing, it's the fad, everyone has to have it. How long do you think that'll last? Yeah. That's the question. I don't know. That's 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 the big question here. I mean, the the big thing it hasn't come out in the majority of Europe yet. It's only launched in the UK today and yesterday in Germany. Um, in this country, it seems that the big buzz already has happened because everybody just sideloaded it on their phone or just made a separate account on iOS. I mean, the more majority of people who wanted it already have it, but I think that number will grow when once it's a, a really legally mm-hmm. available on an real Dutch account here. Um, and what th- from that point happens, I don't really know. That's my big question, because now people are interested. Now people want to have it. I don't know how that feels or feel and, like I mean, months well, here's from a now. question. I mean, Sun and Moon comes out. Are you going to stop playing Pokemon Go? Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So Sun and Moon <laughs> will kill Pokemon to... Go. No, I, I, that's, that's going to be interesting to watch, yeah. I think. I mean for I mean for I mean for a Nintendo fans, sure. I don't know about the wider audience at large. Yeah, 
I mean, for for Nintendo hardcores like, like ourselves, we're going to be playing Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon no matter what. Okay, uh, and, confession um, time. I mean, yeah, uh, po- Pokemon Go, I see something that's the main for the mainstream audience, and uh, because obviously it's a very mainstream game right now. Um, the, I'm wondering if this affects um, Sun and Moon sales, though. If this is like a thing that brings casuals back to Pokemon, because Pokemon sells good no matter what. I, I mean, Omega, Ruby, and uh, Alpha Sapphire uh, did really well. I, I mean, they, Pokemon games always do well, but does this mean that there's going to be more sold? I mean, this is bring Pokemon's popularity back up? Because I know... Um, there's t- more talks about Pokemon, uh, a live-action Pokemon movie. Oh, dear. Now. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. There, there, it's, there's definitely a buzz on the franchise as a whole. I, so I, de- I definitely had a few people come up to me and ask, if I wanted to get, like, a Nintendo handheld now, what would be the best caution to take? And I obviously told them to get a Nintendo 2DS. Yeah. And the they cheap. were like, yeah... We're like, yeah, we want to play like you. You can play the old Pokemon's on there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's also new ones. Oh, absolutely. That's fine. I'm going to do that right now. Like there have been absolutely people who have come up to me and said that. Like, and I've been talking to some game stores recently for an article I've done over here, and they've said the exact same thing. Like, since Pokemon Go came out, there has been more interest in Pokemon in general, um, which also helps. Because this is not really a Nintendo game. This is Niantic and the yeah. Pokemon Company. But it will help Nintendo also a little bit more in the long run. Yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable saying, like, the casuals won't play the mainline games or something like that. I mean, Pokemon is Pokemon, and it's, it's not about video games. We, we all play different games. I don't play fighting games. You know, and and that doesn't that doesn't mean that I don't love the franchise and I don't love the characters in them. You know, I I I love them. It's just that the games are not my cup of tea. When I don't want to play Mortal Kombat X, but I love the mythos of it. I need another way to deal with that franchise, and I think it's perfectly valid to play. If you don't like the mainland games, or if you don't like Pokemon Go, you play the other one, and that still makes you someone who loves Pokemon. And. Uh, I, well, confession, I, have, I haven't been able to get back into a mainline Pokemon game, like, seriously, since Ruby Sapphire. And that's because maybe I've burnt out or maybe I haven't put enough time. But I'm just so excited to be able to have a Pokemon game that I am playing all out again, you know. Because um, I, I love Pokemon, but I just haven't been able to get back into the, the games recently. <laughs> it's never too late, though. It's never too late. I've been thinking um, about it. But at the same time, I do. I do. I, I mean, at at the same time, it's the Pokemon franchise is also something that had many spin-offs in the past. I mean, and there's a lot of diversity there, in what you can play with Pokemon. So it's not really a necessity anymore to play the mainline games. Uh, for the sense that some people want to play them right now, that is now kind of brought up again back to the service. Which has been interesting to see. Mm. And as far as like further mainstream attention is concerned, we'll see. I mean, again, this has been kind of unprecedented 
territory mm-hmm. and the best media moment for Nintendo and the Pokemon company all year. Like even beyond their twenty, the Pokemon's twentieth anniversary and the announcement of Pokemon Sun and Moon, this has been their best yeah. media moment all year, yeah. and it's up to them to see how they can keep that up. Like for us, at the end of the day, we play video games. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter where we play them as long we, as we can enjoy them. For the mainstream at large, they have to keep that attention for the next couple of months now, or else they will lose it so fast and it will glide through their hands. Um, which I think is the bigger issue here. And you know what's amazing? I mean, there was a ton of great buzz about Zelda last month, and you couple that with um, this uh, Pokemon Go, and then you add in um, the NES stuff that we're going to talk about later. I mean, the, the, the main thing people have been talking about all summer is Nintendo, so... I mean, the, the fall lineup is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to defend it or, or whatever, but as far as a, as buzz-making is concerned. I mean, Nintendo still has it. Yeah. In terms of... But but at the same time, I I do think this is their biggest buzz moment. If you you look at the stocks, if you look at, like, evidence backing it up, if you look at the news stories that's about Pokemon Go, this is and was their media moment of 2016. They can't now afford to let it slip through their hands. And if they do, uh, it's, you, it's, it's more it's on gonna, them the, than the on us. Media, the media is going to move on to something new. What it's it's not about maintaining fever. Absolutely, it's yeah. About you know consistently providing a good experience. They've got the attention. Can they evolve into the game into something that that people are excited to keep that will be happy to keep on playing and that new people picking up are saying, hey, you know what? This is still fun, even though it was, even though like the big the all the news stories are gone. I still want to keep playing it. That's 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 the thing that'll happen when it when it goes from crazy fad of 1998 to an actual franchise where they can keep having new players who are excited to keep playing it and excited to keep coming back. Okay, okay, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this could it's go not, either way. I'm, I'm just mean, saying, like it's if you're it's it's a it's a fad right now, uh, as, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's it is like this is their big media moment. And it's nice to have it, but, you know, the experience is what will sell it in the end. I mean, uh... For sure, but that experience needs to also expand, like, at a good pace. And that's something that we need to see, like, months from now, not right now. Right now it's just a moment Mm -hmm. notice, and we'll see later how it just goes along. Yeah, and it is really weird that, like, Nintendo has been, like, and especially with the NES Mini... It's like, wow, I'm all of a sudden, that's what everyone's talking about again. And <laughs> Talk, Talking about Nesmini and stuff, let's move on from Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, we have three small stories to talk about. I think the big one here is the... What's the name of, of that system officially called again? The NES Classic Edition. Yes. That's what it's officially called. And this little box brings 30... NES classics in a in a good package that is cheaper than anything related to the to the virtual console on Wii U or Wii, <laughs> because uh, this retails in North America for sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and it comes out in Europe and North America on November eleventh. So this is also their big holiday thing. 
Yeah. Um, because besides Pokemon, they don't really have anything talking about Pokemon again. Um, well, that comes on in October, so oh, you're talking November for, itself. By, okay. by then. Yeah, November itself. This is the big thing next to Pokemon. Um, which I'm not totally against. I think this is actually a really, really cool idea. Um, because again, this is cheaper than the Virtual Console. It works for HDMI. It has uh, true controller ports, which bring you exclusive new NES controllers, but you can also use the Classic Controller mm. Pro or the normal Classic Controller or anything that has... Or yeah. anything that has that. I love that adapter. they're using that same adapter. It's it's so wild because, on the one hand, I can use my existing controllers. On the other hand, they know I'm going to buy a second NES Classic controller. So, yeah, I'm absolutely. totally into. Yeah, I'm absolutely on board with that. Um, the good thing to note, I'm gonna now list the thirty Yay. games which are included, um, which uh, which are Balloon Fight. Sure, I like that. Awesome. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. Okay, let's do this. I, I, I name a game, we all say yes or no. Wait, yes meaning... <laughs> okay. okay. Yes, it's, it? yes, it's, yes, it's fun. Uh, no, I don't really okay. like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's start again. Blue yes. Fight. Yes. 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 Bubble Bubble. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Castlevania. <laughs> 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 I like it. <laughs> yeah. There's no middle option. Uh, oh, uh, yes. You could okay. say eh. You could eh, say eh if you want to. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, sure. Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Eh. I mean, it's yes. yeah. There's there's eh. Lots of different tastes. I'll, I'll yeah. play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will play be playing. It. Yes. Donkey Kong? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes! Donkey Kong Jr.? Yeah. Oh my god, I don't know. Double Dragon 2 The Revenge? Yes. Yes. Dr. Mario? Yes, yes, yes. 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 Excite Bike? Nah. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sure, yeah, I love Excite Bike. I'm not excited uh, for Excite Bike. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, Final yeah. Fantasy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Galaga. Yeah. Yep. Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Eh. I like that game. Um, Gradius. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ice Clamber? No. Mm, no. No. Ouch. <laughs> Kid, Kid Icarus? No. <laughs> no. Yes! Hmm. Kirby's Adventure? Yeah. 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 Mario Brothers? No. 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 Yes. Mega Man 2. Yes. <laughs> the only yes. one I can play. Metroid. Yes, Metroid. Metroid. Yeah. Yes. Yes? Yes. Ninja Gaiden? Ooh. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. Uh, Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Punch out versus Virtuing Mr. Dream. Yes. Yes. Star Tropics. Yes. I I haven't played it, so yeah, I want to at least try it. Yes. Super C, so Contra, I guess. Meh. Yes. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yes. Super Mario Brothers 2. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Super Mario Brothers free. Yes, because yes. it comes with a free copy of Mario yes. Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Tecmo Bowl. Yes. Eh. Yes. The Legend of Zelda. Yes. Yes. Zelda yeah. 2. Yeah. Yeah. We're all and Zelda 2. That's good. I, I've just seen Zelda 2 and I'm like, I don't want to play I've tried a couple this. times, I just can't. I just can't. Well, I also suck at it. Yeah, so over, so far, so far I would say that we are pretty up yeah, on the, the selection nice of selection. these games. I mean, yeah. I know. The, yeah. I mean, very one or nice two, diverse collection from a lot yeah. of different third parties, which mm-hmm. which is really nice. I think I think Zombie could be interchangeable on, but it's overall like a pretty decent lineup, and I feel that um, for thirty games, so two dollars per game, you would mm-hmm. you would say that I think that's pretty decent, and then you get a good, it's a very you, nice deal. Let, let, you get a little little box with it, you get a controller with it, you get the HDMI mm-hmm. cable, and they say adapter, so it's it seems like yeah, I I would buy this. I would yeah, definitely buy this. And I think I mean we <laughs> said no, we said add to a lot of them, but these are not these. That's just a matter of taste. These are big third parties. These are yeah. solid games, you know. Yeah, a lot of them are. Absolutely. Um, it's also important to note that if you just want to buy this NES Classic controller, you can, and you can use it on the Virtual Console games on Wii and Wii U. Uh, and the second thing that's important to mention is that these indeed have save states. Oh, good. Mm. Okay. Because mm. so, uh, so, some so, of these are yeah, hard the, enough that kind of have to rely on those. So if you want to play a game and come back later, you totally can on uh, this NES Classic yeah. Edition. I, I really wish it had... So again, November... No. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, yeah. I'm kind of on the same boat. I mean, but to be fair, Bubble Bubble, Bubble and Final yeah. Fantasy kind of represent, but kind of represents the Square Enix mm-hmm. classic lineup. I mean, we can just go on listing games, but then it's you know these are great games already here. But maybe if it sells well, we maybe get an NES Mini Two or whatever they want to do, or NES SNES yeah, Mini, yeah. whatever they want to do. Okay. Okay. I I would really be into SNES Mini. This is sort of cool, honest. and I hope it's like a high quality piece of hardware too, because like, um, it 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 has been interesting. Gen, uh, Sega's done this. Um, uh, we've definitely seen it for like Atari and uh, television. We've I seen a Sega Vision. So uh yeah for for like the re- more retro titles like uh from the 70s mm-hmm. and early 80s like Atari, ColecoVision, we, we've seen Nemco. those. Yes. Yeah, so, Nemco uh, did one. And I mean um, those came in at I don't I don't know what the starting MSRPs of those were, but I feels it feels like Nintendo's coming in at a premium price. 
so I would expect this thing to deliver hours and hours of dependable Dr. Mario play, you know, with no problems. Yeah. But also, these, most of these other devices ran through the basic composite cable. They run through oh. HDMI, so the... The image that quality is a good will point. also this be really sharp. The others were yeah. not really. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm really hyped for this. I mean, even the controller is pretty authentic to how the NES controller was, the NES gamepad. So Did anyone see this coming? For this. I had no, no inkling. No, I mean, no, I, I, I was doing updates on Go Nintendo, and I was taking a break, and all of a sudden I see this on Twitter, I'm like... Um. Okay. Like, it's it's something that I certainly wanted to do them at some point, but I imagine that with Virtual Console, they kind of let that that idea slide. Virtual Console might knows? be the reason uh, that they were able to this do will... this because they just took that and they said, "We have this. Let's just throw it all on a chip now." Well, to be fair, what is interesting is that Final Fantasy and Bubble Bubble are not on well, the Wii U Virtual Wii U, Console. Though, as long as they're on Virtual Console somewhere. I think they're on the Wii Virtual Console. I yeah. want to say a lot but, of these, but, but all these. But are. it's still, mm-hmm. but it's still interesting that these are not oh, on the. That is a good point. Hardware of yeah, Nintendo. That's like, if true. you want to buy a new Virtual Console copy of Final Fantasy, on not on the Wii, you have to come here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I guess. I, all I know is my parents <laughs> um, turned our family NES into a Dr. Mario box for a good solid five years. Uh, so this is exactly, <laughs> you know, what my family needs. I so I solely, I solely want to buy this to please my dad because he loves Super Mario Brothers too. He can play that game from start to finish without any second thought, and he would love to play that on a mm. classic NES controller. Um, talking about classic games, um, very quickly is that Bunk Adventure, New Adventure Island, and R-Type are now suddenly available in North America. So the TurboGrafx-16 Virtual Console is all of a sudden alive in America. Yeah. Took them long That's enough. awesome. That's insane. It came out of it, nowhere, too. Like, no, zero fanfare. Just, oh, here are the TurboGrafx games. They announced this, like, for several years ago. And now, all of a sudden, it was available in Japan like a good two years now. And all of a sudden, it's now available in North America out of the nowhere, out of the blue, without mentioning them anything Strange. about this before. Yeah. I mean, it isn't even it's, just uh, the virtual a console. Of them having nothing. Virtual console sits. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There must be a complicated fact. It's such a. It's such a weird turnout. It's so different. Like each region is so different in terms of what they put out for Virtual Console. It's very weird. The interesting thing about like TurboGrafx 16 and also MSX, if you were in Japan, is that each of these had a, a separate own uh, Virtual Console menu, and this one has as well. Uh, this one has more six-button layout with the save states, but also more dedicated controller options and also more the screen size and sound options. So it has been more expanded than even Nintendo's offerings, which is really cool. I think that uh, the TurboGrafx 16 games were the ones that did Virtual Console justice for Wii U. Um, yeah. So it's at least good to finally have them. And these three games are also like really good ones. So it's... Yeah. At least to start, and hopefully they will release the other ones that came out in Japan. Well, what are the prices for these games? 
I think they're like six dollars. Okay. So yeah. that's pretty. So that the technology was slightly more advanced than the NES. Yeah, it so looks I like think, it's uh, something in between the NES and SNES. So I think this, these prices think are pretty reasonable. I think will be slightly yeah. more expensive, if this is correct. Seven ninety nine. That might be. Uh, that's It has, goes for IRM, I believe, so there's a weird situation there. But it's... Uh, but I would still buy that for $7, though. Um, beyond that, there's only one other story that was that... Uh, they announced two new more Pokemon for Pokemon Sun and Moon. How long until these show up in Pokemon Go? Which, <laughs> yeah, it will take a very long time. Or they will do immediately, immediately. Or they will do it in January just to promote more Pokemon Sun and Moon. But uh, we'll see. That's true. And one looks like a pink version of Pumamon. <laughs> good, good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. And and the other one, and the other one is. Is based on weird Pikachu uh, merchandise from 20 years ago, where it's yeah. a weird, weirdly ghost Pikachu or somebody, a sort of weird creature to pretending to be a, like a really ghostly Pikachu. I don't know, but it it looks cool. Yeah, uh, the official names are. Um, let's see, I have them right here. Kiterugoma yeah. for the pink bear. Well, I don't know if that's the the US name, but I I'm... no no no. It, it's definitely it's okay. definitely that's definitely not the US yeah. name. Absolutely <laughs> uh, not. Which is weird uh, because usually the, the Pokemon company is really fast in um, doing out the English names, but I, I don't think they put it out yet. And uh, the yeah. the word the word Pikachu thing is Mimikyu. Oh, that makes sense. So that, that'll probably be that'll probably be the oh, US name. I get it. Who knows? Yeah, Mimikyu. Ah. <laughs> uh, but I think this design look. I think the design of Mimikyu looks cute. I'm not sure about the bear. <laughs> but uh, I want Mimikyu in my party for Pokemon Sun and Moon now. That's one thing that I can guarantee you. Anyway, I think that's about your lot for this week. We've been talking for a good 90 minutes, so I think Ooh. it's time to sort of wrap up this thing. Um, first of all, I want to thank my two lovely co-hosts. First, we have we thank Carmine. And then we thank Brian. Thank you. I mean, it was great for you guys to come on board. I mean, We were supposed to do a recording last week, but we didn't get it done in time, so it's great we all got together this week to do a recording and Talk about some fun stuff. Especially this is all the Pokemon <laughs> Go craziness. It's crazy. And Pokemon and the ASC Mini. It's all fun stuff. It's Everything a is good fun. Good time to be yeah. a fan. Including, 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 including some creepy stuff of Teddy <laughs> together. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a fun, it's what a time to be alive. <sighs> anyway, guys, thanks you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Dan Koopman, this has been Carmine Red, this has been Brian Rose, and we wish you all a good night, or a good day, or good morning, whenever you listen to this. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But hopefully you enjoyed this, because we have. Bye-bye. Yeah. See you later.
Go Team Valor! Team Valor Unite! Team Valor. And stop.